Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Jay Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. You know, our culture is always wanting to change. You know, I'm just so glad for something that's stable, aren't you? Jesus is the same. And Jesus never said to anyone, this sickness is so that God can be glorified. There's a case where it looks like he said that, but he went on to healing, bringing glory to God. And that's, so he wasn't saying the sickness was for the glory of God. Amen? Amen. So he always healed, showing God's will is to heal all. Amen. 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 Now, listen to some verses in the book, just going through the book of Matthew. He's the same today, right? Let's just give you some references in the book of Matthew that tell us that, um, well, there's some, there's some in Luke, but Luke 440, this is where it says Jesus healed all. If he's the same today, then he's going to heal anybody today who comes and receives. Luke 440, now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Everyone. Now, notice this is everyone that they brought. Because somebody coming is coming to, to receive. They're coming in faith. So um, he healed every, he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Praise the Lord. Now notice who they brought. All they that had any sick with diverse diseases. They brought to him and he laid his hands on every one of them. All that they brought that were sick of any kind of disease, he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Who was them? All that came, all that had any diseases. Luke 9 11, the people when they knew it followed him and he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. In other words, he wasn't saying, well, we don't know if it's the will of God. If you, oh, you need it? Okay, here, heal them. Matthew 9, 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Living, uh, the, the Living Bible says, wherever he went, he healed people of every sort of, disease, of illness. Amen. Amen. Matthew 12, 15, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence and great multitudes followed him, followed him and he healed them all. Matthew 14, 35 and 36, when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might touch only the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Amen. Matthew 15, 30. Great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Just, it just implies all. Healed, healed them. Amen. And I could read, I could read more. Matthew 19, 2. Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. Matthew 21, 14. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. It implies all. All that came, you know, they were healed. John 14, 9 tells us Jesus said, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Matthew 10, 1. When he called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits, cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Amen. Amen. Acts 10, 38. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Oh, I just got that one. Woo! Oh, well, it's the will of God for all to be healed. All means all. I challenge you to go home, look it up in the dictionary and see what it means. All means all. Everybody, everybody. I just got a jolt on that one. I had to get it off of me. 
Praise God. Mark 3, 5, when he had looked round about with them, on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto them, stretch forth thine hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Praise God. So we could go on and on and on and on. Amen. You could say he healed them all. Psalm 103, he who forgiveth all thine iniquities, healeth all thy diseases. It's the will of God to heal all today. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 84, 11, the Lord God is the sun and the shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold. Listen, how many of you know he went about doing good and healing? And if he won't withhold good, he won't withhold healing. Praise God. Psalm 119, 68, thou art good and doest good. Praise God. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. The Lord is good. He went about doing good and he healed all because he was good. Amen. He hasn't changed. He's the same. Woo, glory. I tell you, the anointing fell on that one. Say all means me. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth about it. As soon as that, that anointing hit me, my eyes got cloudy. There's a cloud in here. Just a cloud of God's glory. If you reach up and say, Lord, if you haven't accepted that before, just say, Lord, I see it, I see it. If you'll just take that and say, all means me. It's the will of God for me to be healed. It'll start working in you right now. Praise God. And right along with that one goes the next one. He's no respecter of persons. That's another reason. Is that number seven? He's no respecter of persons. That's the reason it's the will of God. Acts 10, 38. Peter opened his mouth, said, Of a truth I perceive, God is no respecter of persons. What does that mean, respecter of persons? That means that, that he'll do something for one person that he won't do it for another person. It says he's not like that. He's no respecter. In other words, if he did it for anybody, he'll do it for you. Praise God. That's proof it's the will of God for you to be well. Proof it's the will of God for you to be well. Romans 2.11, for there is no respect of persons with God. Amen. And we already met, read Matthew 8. If you will, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I will. I will. I am determined. It's my delight. So he'll heal anybody because he said that to that one man. Praise be to God. Woo, glory to God. I'll tell you what. We just need to stand up. There's an anointing here on that one. Hallelujah. Woo, Father, I thank you that it's me. That means me. That means me. That means me, Lord. That means me. That includes me. I'm included in all, Lord. I'm included in that all. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. There's something happening in somebody right now. Somebody's getting something. Just that truth just, just went off on the inside of you. Praise God. Father, we thank you. 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 Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. 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 Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the things I've learned about things like this is that when the light comes, that's the time to act on it. I can just sense the light went into somebody or maybe some more than just one person. And that's the time to act on it. When, when that light comes, I'll tell you what that is. That's faith that comes. When that enters in, you're like, I see what he's talking about. What that was right there is faith. And at that point, it's the time to act on it. I encourage you if, you, if you were, if something that went off in your spirit about that truth right there and you couldn't do something, you had a shoulder that you couldn't move or something, I encourage you to act on it right now. Just start acting on it. Start, start moving it. Or if you had neck pain or something, just start acting on it. Praise God. Praise God. My, 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 my. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise God. Well, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Go to Matthew chapter number seven. Praise God. When that anointing comes in like that, it's the time to act on it. There's enough power here. Just, just cure cancer. Fix the back. Do whatever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, before you go to 7th chapter, go to the 15th chapter of Matthew. We'll back up to the 7th chapter in a minute. But the 15th chapter said in, uh, let's look here at a passage of scripture. It talks about the Syrophoenician woman's daughter being healed. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we're looking at how God does things right here. Verse 21, Jesus went thence and departed out of the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of this coast, the same coast and cried. Now notice that, woman of Canaan, Canaan, Canaan. How many of you ever heard of the Canaanites? How many of you know Israel drove the Canaanites out of the land? They were heathen people. So you got to recognize that whenever you see Jesus ministering to this woman. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. He answered her not a word, and his disciples came and sought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. He answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now that's the reason why that um, Jesus didn't just respond to her, because actually she didn't have a covenant of divine healing. 
Somebody said, well, Jesus came to, to heal the sick. Yeah, but he was ushering. He had to die to make the covenant available to everybody. The covenant for then was just the Jews. Jesus' death made it for everybody. You, you know that from the New Testament, you know. But right, he's called, he said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That was Jesus' earthly ministry. He was ministering just to the Jewish nation. Now, how many of you know it's not just for the Jews? If we be uh, Christ, then are we Abraham's seed. We're, we're into the Jewish blessing because we came into Christ, you know. We could spend a whole lot of time there, but that's the reason why it looks like Jesus didn't want to heal her. It wasn't that, it's just she didn't have a covenant. But he said, I'm not sent to her, verse 24. Um, he answered and said, I'm not sent to the lost sheep of houses. Verse 25, came and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. He answered and said, it's not me to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. She said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs from the, that fall from the master's table. Jesus said, unto, he answered and said unto her, woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, evidence thy wealth. Her daughter was healed, made whole from that very hour. Hallelujah. He himself said all things are, he preached, even though this lady didn't have a covenant, he himself preached all things are possible to him that believeth. Yeah. And here's somebody that had a tenacious faith. Yeah. Because Jesus said, I'm not sent, I'm, I'm sent to the Jews. I'm, in my earthly ministry, I'm sent to the Jews, yes. you know. And she said, uh, yeah, but um, she came and worshiped him. Yeah. In other words, she's worshiping him as her Messiah now, yeah. 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 you know. And then Jesus said, but, uh, you know, it's not me to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Children were the children of Abraham, yeah. Yeah. the Jews. Yeah. Dogs were people outside of the covenant. So he said, it's not that you don't have that covenant. And she said, yeah, but the dogs eat the crumbs. In other words, I'm a dog. You're right. But if you have a dog and he's down, you're eating, you know, he gets the crumbs. Now notice that. Two things I want you to notice. Healing is called the children's bread. See, in Christ now, you're not a dog down there. You're up there at the table. In other words, it's your bread. Healing is called the children's bread. Not the children's dessert. Not the children's popsicle that they'll get if they're good. You be good and I'll give you a popsicle. No. Bread is a staple food. It's just something that, you know, we eat probably every day. We just, it's a staple, something we need. And so he's saying, look, I'll, I, I, he said, it's, it's something that you need. It's the covenant people, belongs to covenant people that, they, that God considers what they need. And she said, well, all I need is just a crumb. How many of you know just a crumb of the healing power of God? Just a little bit is all it takes. Well, that's what we've got here. There's more, there's whole loaves falling from heaven right here tonight. <laughs> but what I wanted you to see here is this another reason why it's the will of God to heal is because healing is the children's bread. Amen. Now go back to the seventh chapter. I, I wanted to get that in because we look here in the ninth verse of the seventh chapter. What man is there of you whom if his son asks bread? Oh, oh. What are we talking about here? Healing. What man is there if his son asks bread? Will he give him a stone? The answer is no. If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? The answer is no. 
he then being evil means natural without they, these people were without God know, know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him well we know healing is good because he went about doing good and healing well we just here's a religious thing we just don't know what's good for us Well, you did before you got religiously brainwashed like that. If your daughter was sick, you knew it'd be good for her to be he healed, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm just, people get all squirrely in their thinking. Healing is good. Healing is good. God's good. He's a good father and he called healing the children's bread. You don't, you don't call it, you, you, don't, you don't really think you did anything special by giving your child a piece of bread or sandwich or something, you know. That's just, well, they're hungry, they need something to eat. That's the way God sees healing. Well, they're sick, they need, they need this. Just, just bread, bread, bread. <laughs> and he said, how much more? We know that about our children. That's the way we treat our children. But how much more is God? See, all fatherhood really came from God. Whether people are saved or not, if they're good to their children, that all came from God. You know. So God's saying, how much more is your heavenly father going to do that? Going to give you good things. Praise be to God. Healing is the children's bread and it comes from a good God. And it comes from love. God is love. First John 4, 8 says, he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. So that's what God is. Now, he has power, but he's not, the Bible didn't say he's power. He is love. What I like about God is he is love, but he has power too. <laughs> yeah. Not he has power, but we don't know if he has love. He is. He is love. In other words, it's not something he has. It's who he is. It's his very nature. Love heals. You know that. That's true. Just think about it. Love heals. Mean people don't heal you. Even in the natural doctors, they're, they're, they're kind people. That's the reason many of them go into their professions because, well, hey, I want to help people, you know. And so that's because of the goodness of their heart, just even in the natural. How much more in the spirit? Amen. Well, let's just get a couple more here tonight. You still with me? Another reason that it's the will of God for uh, us to be healed is because sickness was not in God's original creation. We know that from studying Genesis. Remember the Bible said God saw the original creation and said it's good. Then he saw it all working together, every piece working together. And he said it's very good. And there was no sickness, the Bible says. And then we find out from Isaiah 11, 9, you can just write this down, that after Satan is removed from the scene, because you know before Satan came on the scene, there was no sickness. Then Satan came on the scene. Then we see all this sin. We saw sickness. We see poverty. We see mental oppression. We see all those things coming in. You know, um, the Bible says death, and this is in Romans, death entered the world through sin. You know, well, Satan is the one that tempted them to sin. So really the source of all sin is Satan. And since death came into the world through sin, then Satan's the author of sin and sickness as well. 
You see what I'm talking about? So really it was not a part of God's original creation. You can read the book of Genesis and find that out. It was all good. And after Satan is removed from the scene, Hebrews 11:9 says, There's, There shall not hurt or destroy anything in my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 65, 25 says that when that happens, when Satan's removed, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the bullock. Dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy at all in my holy mountain, saith the Lord. In other words, twice he said there shall be nothing that hurts or destroys. There'll be nothing that hurts or destroys. That's the way it was in the Garden of Eden. That's the way it'll be whenever Satan's out off the scene. Nothing that hurts or destroys. So whatever hurts and destroys is of the enemy today wasn't a part of God's original creation. You can find out what God's plan what really is by looking at the original creation. And between the time that his original creation failed and then he gets it totally restored, his, mo his, uh, his love and his character is still the same. That's still his desire for human nature. What did he do through Christ? He made the way for us to experience that. Where we have nothing that hurts or destroys. Hallelujah. We're just needing to hear all this. Sickness came into the world through sin. Can you say amen to that? That's another proof that it is the will of God for us to be healed because it wasn't God's part, of, part of God's original plan. Amen. So, whatever one we're on next, anybody have the right number? Number 9, 10, something like that. Number 11, somewhere in there. Another reason it's the will of God to, for us to be healed today is that God's word is medicine and it's still for today. Nobody says God's word's not for today. Psalm 107.20, he sent his word and healed them. Well, if healing isn't for today, then we better do away with the word because that's how healing comes. Then Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, we've already quoted it. My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not depart from the eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. Their life, the Hebrew says medicine, to those that find them, or excuse me, their life to those that find them, and health, or the Hebrew says medicine to all their flesh. So the word of God is medicine. If God's will is not for us to be healed today, why did he give us our medicine? Why did he give us the thing that heals? So that's proof that it's God's will for us to be healed today. Another proof, whatever number we're at, is that Paul's gospel included physical healing. When Paul preached the gospel. Amen. Uh, the Bible says in Acts 14 that whenever Paul went to Derby, uh, fled to Lystra and Derby, he preached the gospel there. This is Acts 14, 6 through 10. There he preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb. He never had walked. So he's a cripple, never had walked. He's born, he must have been born that way. The same heard Paul speak. Now ask yourself the question, what was Paul speaking? What did it just get done saying? Verse 7, there they preached the gospel. So Paul was preaching the gospel. This man was sitting there and he heard Paul speak. Paul was preaching the gospel. And when he heard Paul pre preach the gospel, Paul steadfastly beholding him and perceived that he had faith to be healed. He said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and he walked. Man born with crippled legs, never had walked like that. Heard Paul's gospel. 
got faith to be healed from Paul's gospel and was healed by Paul's gospel. Now ask yourself the question, in many places today, what they call the gospel, can anybody get faith to be healed? In most places where they, they say they're preaching the gospel, they're preaching only part of the gospel. They're, they're preaching the remission of sin. Some, some places aren't even preaching that. But, but um, even if they are preaching that and calling that the gospel, that's only part of the gospel. You cannot sit in most of those churches and get faith to be healed. You get faith to be saved. You understand? Have your sin remitted, come to God and be forgiven and so forth and so on. Become a new, new creation, born again and so forth. But most of those places, you can't get faith to be healed. Why? Because what they call the gospel is only limited to one area. Paul's gospel had enough word in it about healing that a man got faith to be healed. So Paul's gospel included not just remission of sins, but it included the, uh, all the curse of the law is what we're redeemed from. Paul must have preached because he's the one that said over in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So that was Paul's gospel. And that gospel was what caused people to get faith, not just for, for forgiveness, but for healing of their diseases. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's include that here. Uh, healing is included in redemption. You could make that the next, next reason. It's the will of God to be healed. Healing is included in redemption. Go to Galatians chapter number three. Pastor, I know all this. That's great. I'm really not preaching to you if you know it. Galatians chapter number three. I am. I'm preaching to you, reminding you of it. But you understand what I'm trying to say. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us. Stop right there. Stop right there. Christ has redeemed us. If you go to a lot of places, they'll tell you, that's right. Christ has redeemed us. He's redeemed us from sin. Praise the Lord. And we all agree, praise the Lord. But that's not what this verse said. Christ has redeemed us. What did he redeem us from? The curse of the law. Well, what is that? Remember what redeemed means, by the way. Redeem means to buy back again, to buy back again. In other words, he's brought us back to something that was originally where he had man to get man back again to something because man had lost what he originally had. So he had to get him back to that again. He brought him back to something to buy back. What does it mean to buy back? He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's brought us back off of the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Jesus hung on a tree, hung on the cross. So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. There again is our, we're, we're the seed of Abraham. Might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Amen. That's really talking about the anointing to do these things, Amen. the spirit to do these things. Praise God. All right, so we're redeemed from the curse of the law. What is the curse of the law? Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter number 28. That's where every theologian agrees. That's part, that's the main area where the curse of the law is talked about. Let's go back there. Let's actually look at it. I'm going to enjoy this part here. We might have to finish up on this one. We're going to get into more depth on this. You got a few more minutes here? I know we've taken a long time, but 
See, some of you have been sick for a long time, so you, you should be able to take an hour and a half. Um, Deuteronomy 28. Let's start reading verse number 15. If you start in verse number 1, it talks about the blessings. That's what we've been brought to. But let's, let's look at this curse of the law. What is that? We're redeemed from this. The curse of the law. Verse number 15. It shall come to pass. Deuteronomy 28. Verse 15. It'll come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do according, uh, do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day. That's the law. All these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. So because of not keeping the law, these were going to be curses. Now they could keep the law and stay away from this according to the first 14 verses. But here's what would happen if they didn't keep the law. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, cursed shalt thou be in the field, thy basket and in thy store, the fruit of thy body, that's your children, the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind. See, a lot of this has to do with prosperity. Let's jump down to verse number 21. We're focusing on healing here. Verse number 21, it starts in on healing. He said, this is part of the curse of the law. This is part of the penalty for not keeping the law. You following me? Deuteronomy says what the law, the curse was. Galatians says we're redeemed from this. So I want to see what I'm redeemed from. Verse 21, the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee. The pestilence cleave unto thee. Let's read the whole verse. Until he have consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. Now that's really kind of old English. We don't understand that so many times. But let's look at what it says in the... Uh, in a couple of other translations here. Verse number 15. Um, well, let's see. I don't have verse number 15. Let's, yeah, verse 21. That's what I'm looking for. Verse 21. The pestilence cleave unto thee. This is what it says in the basic translation. It says, disease after disease will cleave to you. That's the curse of the law. Now, when you read this, remember, we're redeemed from this. Say out loud, I'm redeemed. From disease after disease, cleaving to me. Amen. See, the word pestilence is an old English word for disease. All right, so he said, all these diseases shall cleave to thee. Uh, and the uh, King James goes on to say, uh, verse number 22, the Lord shall smite thee with consumption. Remember, this is all permissive, not necessarily God doing it. I wish, it, we'll have to take some time and, and study that more. You just, that might trouble some of you. Um, there's a whole lot of proof about that. And we'll get, maybe we'll take the whole session and get into that. But look at this. Um, the Lord will smite thee or permit thee to be smitten with consumption, with the fever, with inflammation, with extreme burning, with the sword, with blasting, with mildew. They shall pursue thee until thou perish. Now listen to that in the, uh, some other translations. Some other translations, they say, uh, rather than consumption and with fever, they say tuberculosis, infectious diseases. Amen. King James goes on to say inflammation with extreme burning and so forth. Other translations say malarial fever, infections. Mentions all different kinds of infections. Verse 27, jump down to there. Because there's many things scattered in here. The curse of the law is more than just sickness. But we're just looking at sickness. Verse 27, the Lord will smite thee with the botch, will permit thee to be smitten with the botch of Egypt. Now, I don't, yeah, we don't have that word in our, you know, we don't have that disease mentioned in our dictionaries today. 
but it sounds bad. Doesn't that sound bad? What's wrong? What happened? I got the botch, you know. <laughs> Listen to some other translations. The botch of Egypt and with emeralds. Other translations say inflammatory diseases. One says ulcers. I'm redeemed from ulcers. Another one says sores. Another one says boils. Here's one that stands out today. Tumors. I'm redeemed from tumors. Say, I'm redeemed from tumors. Another translation for emeralds. In fact, most translations say hemorrhoids. Thank God I'm redeemed from hemorrhoids. <laughs> I tell you, it might be a chance you have to say, I'm redeemed from hemorrhoids, you know. <laughs> King James goes on to say, with the scab, with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. Other translations say, I think I'm pronouncing this right, eczema, is that how you say it? Eczema. Um, that's, with, that's one of the things. Incurable itch is another one. Malignant scab, one translation says. I'm redeemed from malignancies. Another one says festering sores. All that stuff that gets pus in it and stuff, you know, festering stuff. And other sorts of skin diseases. A lot of skin diseases here. That's stuff they had to deal with back then. Verse 28 says, The Lord will smite thee with madness and blindness and with astonishment of heart. Other translations say, insanity. Losing your mind. I'm redeemed from losing my mind. People say, I think I'm losing my mind. No, I'm redeemed from losing my mind. I got a sound mind. I'm redeemed. Oh, there's that power again. It's just coming back in. Okay, so insanity, losing your mind, distraction of mind. You know, it's called ADD. That's what that is. I'm redeemed from that. Another translation says confusion. And, and all the, they got all these ADDDs and Ds and Ds, you know. They got all kinds of stuff. I'm redeemed from all that stuff. Um. One, one translation says, rather than astonishment or madness, it says crazed in the wits. You know, it's an old way of saying just going crazy. Another translation says panic. You know, I have talked to more people in Cedar Rapids than I think anywhere, any city I've ever been. Of course, I've been here longer than many cities, but um, that, that get panic attacks and have heart problems or physical problems because of panic attacks. We're redeemed from that. Say, I'm redeemed from panic attacks. Redeemed from panic attacks. Amen. Amen. Now go down to verse 35. It says in the King James, the Lord will smite thee, or he'll permit you to be smitten in the knees, in the legs, with the sore botch that cannot be healed, from the sole of thy foot under the top of thy head. Amen. I'm redeemed from all that. Everything from the sole of my foot to the top of my head. Praise God. 
Notice it mentioned knees there. You know, a lot of times people's uh, joints start wearing out. Well, we're redeemed from that. It's health and marrow to our bones, it says. The word of God is marrow to our bones. All right, verse 59, jump over there. Well, I haven't seen mine listed yet. Just hold on, just hold on. Verse, 29, verse 59, then the Lord will make thy plagues, King James says, wonderful. That doesn't mean like it's just marvelous. It means uh, alarming is what it really means. Anybody have any other translations on that? Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Huh? Somebody said another one. So he'll make, he'll, the things that, the Lord's plagues, you know, we don't think much of plagues today, but back then there were epidemics, you know. They didn't, they didn't have all the, you know, shots and stuff to inoculate for disease. And so things would just run rampant, you know. Well, even if it's just, if it's running rampant or if it's just two or three people, we're redeemed from it. He said, so um, there in the 59th verse, the Lord will make thy plagues uh, amazing. The plagues of thy seed... Did you get that? Did you ever hear people talk about generational curses? I'm redeemed from generational curses. Well, my daddy had heart problems. My, my granddaddy had heart problems. My uncle had heart problems. We're redeemed. We're redeemed. The plagues of thy seed, even great plagues and of long continuance. Oh, anything that just goes on and on and on and on. Anything that goes of long continuance and sore sicknesses and of long continuance. Listen to uh, the Good News Bible. Incurable diseases and horrible epidemics. Anything incurable. That's what he's talking about there. Incurable things were redeemed from incurable diseases. Incurable means with, with man's ability. New American Standard Bible says severe and lasting plagues and chronic sicknesses. Chronic things. Things that come and then they go. Come and then they go. I'm redeemed from that stuff. New American Bible says malignant and lasting maladies. I'm redeemed from, you know, malignity means cancerous. I'm redeemed from cancer. Say out loud, I'm redeemed from cancer. Oh, that's good news. That's good news, good news, good news. The basic says, cruel diseases stretching on through long years. That's why the woman with the issue of blood was healed. She had had it many years. Well, Jesus said, you, 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 you redeemed from that. All right. Well, mine hasn't been covered yet. All right, just hold on. Here, verse 60. Look at verse 60. Moreover, he will bring or permit upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Now listen to verse 61. Also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law. All of them. Them will the Lord bring upon thee which thou, uh, until thou be destroyed. Now we're redeemed from that. Listen to another translation that NIV. Every kind of sickness or calamity not mentioned in this book of the law. Yeah. You know, they're coming up with new ones all the time. Well, that one's covered. That one's covered. Yeah. Oh, H1N1. That one's covered. <laughs> new American Bible says any kind of sickness or calamity. What are we saying? Christ has redeemed us from all sickness and all disease. Glory be to God. 
Now, we'll have to go into next week because we've taken long enough about how, how what does that mean? He's redeemed us. He's, he, how did he do that? He said, well, let's just real quickly go to Galatians and look at it again. We're going to spend much more time on it next week. We need to finish up here tonight. But <clears throat> verse number 13, Christ has redeemed us, Galatians 3, from the curse of the law. How did he do it? Being made a curse for us. We're going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about how he became all this. That's the reason it's the will of God for us to be healed is because Jesus became cancerous. He became all this. He became every disease not written in the book. Today, we've got all these diseases, all the flu, all the, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of some, you know, just so much. Everything, Jesus became all that. No wonder it says his, Isaiah saw it in the spirit. His visions were so marred that he didn't even look like a man. No wonder. Well, if you had all the diseases of mankind, including crippling polio and all these diseases that deform people's bodies, no wonder he wouldn't look like a man. Thank God. So we're going to look at that next week. We're going to talk about how he bore that. Why did he bear that? It wasn't just so he could know what it feels like. No, he being made a curse for us. Everybody say for us. That's the reason why it's the will of God for us to be healed. Because, because he became sick for us. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next week. Now, I'm telling you, sometimes we don't know how to uh, cooperate with the anointing. The anointing has come in here a couple of times tonight. If you needed something, that was your opportunity to receive. Well, pastor, you should lay hands on people. That anointing already came. You could receive that anointing right there. And, and that's just a manifestation of what happened in Jesus' ministry. The Bible said, as he taught, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. But you know, in that case there in Luke 6, we're referring to, only one man got healed, but it was there to heal them. And the Bible says, when he saw his faith, their faith, and then included his faith. So it takes faith. When that anointing comes in, you've got to reach out and say, yep, yep, I take that. Amen. So that's what we're learning in this class. Well, I didn't, I didn't know how to do that yet. Well, just keep coming. Just keep coming. You gave the doctor. Every time he says, come back, you keep coming back. So keep coming back. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's all stand. We're going to receive the offering in a minute, but let's all stand up and let's just thank God that we're redeemed from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Because of all these things, Lord, we know it's your will. We're certain because of all these things. Praise your name. Oh, it's good news, Lord. We, we, we accept the word. We take the word. Lord, even if some people's minds are fighting them tonight, Lord, their heart is reaching out for this. Their heart is saying, I want to believe that. I want to believe that. Father, we make the choice. We accept what you say in your word tonight. We just take it in and say, it is so about us. It is your will for us to be well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to your name. Praise be to your name. Praise be to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise your name. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-366. 
2147. Or you can write us at the Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 